At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. Now it's time for the financial outlook for personal investors. And I'm joined by Ross Mould, Investment Director of AJFL. We're going to look at the world of investment from a UK perspective, though uh, we really have to look at the whole world at the moment. We, we, get, a, 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 we get a a new variant of, of um, uh, coronavirus that apparently mm. is very transmissible and not very dangerous, which is what I sounds, promising, which sounds promising yeah, exactly. to me. Exactly. What we've been looking the other for. way around, I would think. But, but the markets have taken fright at that yeah. and indeed at possible possibly the idea that the american fed may finally have admitted well, th- that maybe that, maybe inflation yeah, is I, mean, not I think that's a, i think that's a good call i mean well i mean i i think that's a good call um and i think that may be the bigger reason i mean th- this could even be dare one say to ha- drag up the hackneyed phrase the taper tantrum that you know central banks have been concerned about we've had 90 odd interest rate increases uh, this year worldwide now and just 11 cuts and Three of those 11 cuts have come from Turkey, which is a, obviously a, a, an intriguing economic situation all of its own. We could spend an entire podcast talking about. But you are, have seen a change in direction of monetary policy. And in, to my surprise, the Federal Reserve talked a pretty aggressive game on monetary policy on uh, when Fed, Jay Powell, the chair, was on Capitol Hill before the Senate Banking Committee this week. You know, it's been consistently all the way through this year, as have the ECB and Bank of England. Unemployment's the bigger threat inflation isn't inflation will be transitory and there was a pretty epic reverse ferret for for use of a non-technical economic phrase this week when he he seemed very clear that actually they've been wrong on inflation and that that, that inflation is now a major issue and, and it takes a big person but stand up and publicly say we may have, i may have been wrong we may have been wrong it's not nice and it's not easy to do and as um i think it was galbraith or keynes always used to say you know when faced with the choice between you know, looking for evidence to back up your own case or, you know, admit that you were wrong. Most people go out looking for the evidence, right? But in, in, in fairness, the Fed hasn't. And if you just just stand back, you know, the IMF is forecasting 5.2% US GDP growth next year with 4.4% inflation. Unemployment's at 4.6%. Inflation's at 6.2%. House prices are up by a fifth and the stock market's going bananas. I mean, does 0.25% interest rates in nominal terms really seem like the right number? And you can do the same maths in the UK, and it just doesn't. So you kind of got to look at what have they been frightened of. Well, they've been frightened of unemployment. That touch wood is going the right way. Um, they're clearly concerned about COVID and the new variant, but that didn't seem to give Powell the cover for backtracking. In fact, he was more aggressive this week. They're clearly concerned about debt, because let's face it, it's through the roof over the last 10 years, and the world is much more sensitive to any minor changes in policy than it was previously. You won't need double-digit interest rates to to puncture things uh, and equally i think they're concerned about upsetting financial markets you know I, i'm indebted to you know the mng bond vigilantes team who put up a chart which i've been able to recreate showing how u.s household wealth net wealth is now at six times gdp which is a record high now that's houses 401ks stocks you you name it 
But in that respect, U.S. houses, you know, U.S. households have never been better off. Now, there clearly isn't an equal sharing out of that pie by any stretch of the imagination. But if you're a central banker and you're patting yourself on the back by saying, look, haven't we done a brilliant job creating a wealth effect? And isn't this giving consumers confidence? Well, then you won't want that to go down terribly much, will you? So they will be treading very carefully. Equally, U.S. consumer confidence has just, just dropped through the floor. And, and again, the sages at MNG Bob Vigilantes um, have uh, exhumed, dare one say, Arthur Ocon's misery index, where you add together inflation and unemployment. And I guess that's really the Fed's mandate writ large, right, is mm-hmm. maximum employment and 2% inflation. And with unemployment at 46 the inflation at 6.2, that's gone over 10 percentage points. The, the index is reading over 10 for the first time in a very, very long time. And lo and behold, U.S. consumer confidence has gone through the floor. So I, I think they, they will still be treading carefully. Powell may decide to accelerate tapering, but you've still only got a 50-50 chance of a rate rise by May. Um, and, and so we're not talking tight monetary policy here. We're still talking ultra loose, but it is intriguing that as soon as we've had the first couple of months of tapering in the US and a little bit of chat from Powell, things may be going a bit more aggressive. Markets have had a bit of a paddy. They've had a bit of a taper chance from. So it is quite an intriguing time. Uh, let's briefly pause for breath. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors on Share Radio, where I'm in conversation with Russ Mould of AJ Bell. Um, Russ, so the question I've asked umpteen times before and have mm. to ask once yet again is how do private investors cope with this whatever well, they whatever they believe i mean we all we all know interest rate mm. rises are coming to some degree sooner or later inflation we're now told by the fed perhaps it's not quite as temporary as they thought it was going to be so we are moving into a changed environment it feels like it and i, and I think you, you you can see that in some ways already and, and this isn't to knock kathy wood who's done an amazing job designing products getting investors cheap access to interesting investing themes but if you look at the arc arkk um arc innovations etf that she's an active manager of crammed with um potential technology disruptors it's down 25 percent this year and it's down by about a third from its high yeah. and that is the first thing that you're going to see if interest rates go up and the yield curve starts steepening is that people will run away from jam tomorrow stocks now i know you can have a look at some of the things in that portfolio and question whether any of them are ever going to make any money and justify their valuations. Quite frankly, they can't all be winners. Equally, that is the point of a portfolio. They don't all have to be winners, right? When no, you sat on pot, yeah, yeah. and you, she's been sat on pots of Tesla, and that's d- probably dug her out, dug out up a foot, mm. stops up the performance of the thing being even worse this year. Because um, you still don't find many red screen days for Tesla stock, even now when everything else is looking a bit wonky, mm. or a lot of things are, because there are as many stocks hitting lows in the Nasdaq as there are highs now. And the same for the S&P 500, the old Hindenburg um, signal. So I think the first thing that you would potentially see is, again, if we're in a different environment, for heaven's sake, don't expect the, what's worked for the last 10 years to work for the next 10. So you, you would have to think, will long-term growth, will bonds um, work? Possibly not. What therefore might do, or at least get back, you know, indices may not go very far, but you could still see violent changes in market leadership. And yeah, there's a big difference as well, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Big difference between pro- private investors, the way they think, and 
uh, institutional investors. Institutional investors will measure themselves against other professional investors. Relative performance. Private investors, most important is protecting your own wealth. I don't know about you, Sam, and I can't take relative performance to Waitrose on a Tuesday night. It doesn't really work. Oh, here's my here's the five percentage points that I lost less than the other bloke in the next counter. That's not that's not going to pay for the baking baguette. It's just not yeah. going to happen. So you're quite right. Investors will look at it in a different way, and so the protection that they can get again, if you get this inflation, is you would probably expect that commodity stocks would have you know, and real assets would have some degree of edge. Stocks with pricing power will probably have offer some degree of protection. You know, luxury goods or large big market shares. Some some degree install based stocks, things, technology stocks, branded stocks, things like that. They, that's what you're looking for. They will give you a greater degree of protection. And the other best protection of all is to pay low slash sensible prices for things. And there are still stocks out there in the UK market trading at book value or below, or I've got huge piles of cash. They might not look wildly exciting, but their time might come back. You know, full of Smith and Turner. I know at the moment being a hotel you're in a publican isn't a barrel of laughs, if you'll pardon the expression. And they don't actually brew the beer anymore. They sold the brewery to Asahi of Japan a few years ago. But the stock's down at book value. The balance sheet's perfectly healthy. The book value is conservative because a lot of the pubs haven't been revalued for 20 years. And they're in pretty prime sites. Not that I'm sure the, 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 the full of Smith and Turner families are looking to, to sell them and turn them into houses by any stretch of the imagination. So if you look, you can find them. I think that what, what's slightly disconcerting for the US market is with seven stocks being such a big chunk of the index, um, that's probably concealed some slightly more turbulent water beneath and some of this shift in market leadership yes. that we've already seen. So I think that's where, uh, again, just don't assume that what's worked for the last 10 years will work for the next 10 years, if indeed we are in a, in a new environment, as it's starting to feel like we are, dare one say. And the VIX index, interestingly, is, has gone above 30. So certainly be prepared for volatility. Just explain, explain the VIX index. Or the again. fear index. Yes. So, the, so the VIX index is just a measure of how volatile traders think the US stock market will be in the next month. And it's kind of based off derivative transactions and put and call activity. And it's, it's, it's averaged about 16 or 17 over its lifetime. The reading is now 30 odd, or it was when I looked at the open today, which suggests that traders think it, the market's going to move around a lot. Now, that's not the end of the world. If anything, volatility can be your friend because it gives you a chance to buy low and sell high, right? But if you're at it, there is a breed of fund professional money manager who is driven by absolute return and that's your hedge fund manager because they're paid two and 20 normally two percent flat fee of the assets under management 20 percent of the alpha of the profits they generate so if you're looking at mr powell saying mel maybe he hasn't quite got your back for the next few months and you're looking at the new variant and this that and t'other and you're looking at markets getting a bit wonky maybe you just think actually you know some of these fat profits i've got over the last year might just lock them in so there's, uh, I'm not sure there's a massive incentive right now for those guys and girls to take on incremental risk. So that might just put a bit of a lid on things in the short term. And maybe we don't get a Santa rally this year. But hey, it's only one month. And frankly, I am remain convinced that if financial markets do have a wobble, I think central banks will turn tail really pretty quickly on the old tightening of policy and crack at it again. Because I, I, I just think, again, going back to that US household net worth point, I think that they're in so deep. I just don't think they can permit there to be. Yes. Uh, again, that, that's not. I'm saying I'm, I'm massively buying into the don't fight the Fed thing or the Fed put thing because, you know, they, they can only control so much. If markets go wrong, they'll go wrong. Yes. But they will try and do their best to um, provide support. Yes. I then I then worry that the longer they continue, the worse the, <laughs> the well, fallout will the old, be. Eventually. That's the old Hayek thing, right? It's stability. Stability breeds instability. Because if you tell people they're there, it's going to be all right no matter what happens. 
people will take progressively more and more risk, right? If I was a hedge fund manager and you told me interest rates are going to go up for the next five years, I'd load my fund up the kazoo and, you know, leverage myself yeah, up yeah. to the hilt because, right, why, why, why wouldn't you? So, you, you, again, if anything, it's, it's almost a good thing that the Fed is starting to get markets guessing. Because it might just keep them honest and stop them taking on yes. the level of leverage and absurd risk that got us into trouble in 2007 and could easily get it. You know, if you look at US margin debt, it's already very high. It's at record levels. Um, and so that's sort of, if anything, you want central banks not to be the market's friend. You want them to keep people honest and on their toes. Because if it's all cuddly tummy and bear there, then that's ultimately going to lead to yeah, trouble. Knowing when to take the punch, by the way, I've even forgotten who said that now. Oh, no, but never. No, no, no. It wasn't That's a, a good one, but it's, it's um, fine. but it's a good. But yeah, exactly. And again, it even now, you know, as Richard Woolnow of M and G was saying, it takes eighteen to twenty-four months for an interest rate increase to filter through into the economy. So even if they start tightening now, in a slow way, that's two years. I mean, you're you're still really needing to buy into their inflation is transitory thing for them to think they're not a long way behind the curve. Yeah. Ross, as ever, thank you very much indeed. I've been in conversation with Ross Mullen, Investment Director of AJ Bell, uh, looking at the financial outlook for personal investors. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.